I think pretty uh, obvious story off the top today. Will's already typing. He know you know where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. Uh, Xiaomi Mi Mix Alpha, almost entirely made of screen. We are. Are we in some sort of a like? crazy advanced zone right now where it's like the science fiction stuff is happening at a rapid pace and it's like we're not even it feels like we're not even poised to receive it correctly like i honestly i look at this and 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 instead of just like i what i should the reaction should be holy moly which it is to a certain extent but then there's equally a part of like you know, the skepticism creeps in where you're like, well, how's it all going to work and so on right, and so forth. Right. But it's weird that I'm even that I even go there to begin with because it's just the truth is it's just incredible. It's I, I, I sometimes I have to reframe things f for my 13 year old self that like would have the tech I would have been dealing with not that long ago compared to the type of stuff that's being put out at the pace that it's currently being put out. A little bit of backstory here. Uh, Mi Mix Alpha, 180% screen-to-body ratio is what Xiaomi is saying. A screen, flexible, but instead of being utilized in the fashion that we've, we're currently looking at from products like the Galaxy Fold, this thing doesn't fold or unfold. The screen just wraps around the whole thing. <laughs> just wraps around <laughs> the whole thing. Come on now. Is this their commercial for Yeah, official Xiaomi commercial. It's upside down, outer space. It's got all the pieces. There's upside down water. Gravity doesn't exist, obviously, in a commercial for a, mm. for a device with 180% screen-to-body ratio. They can say that, I guess, because typically screen-to-body only included the front of the device. So they've got mm -hmm. more than 100% screen-to-body ratio. This thing legitimately... I mean, if you haven't looked at this, go look at this. It's, it's, it's a screen that completely wraps around the device, covers the entire device with the exception of this small border where the camera components live. It's kind of like, almost like the frame portion of a binder, maybe, mm -hmm. relationship-wise. But as far as you need to be, uh, basically the way to look at this is that that, that component occupies 20% of the overall device from front to back. And then the remainder is screen. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in smartphones. It's got an unbelievable price tag to go with the unbelievable design, around $2,800, dwarfing even the Galaxy Fold. <laughs> so it's totally in luxury territory, but I start to look at devices like this, and, and, and there's some sort of like museum quality to it, where, or concept car quality to it, where I'm like, I just wanna, I just wanna interact with it, I wanna, uh, rem remember this moment where we those moments where we cross over into science fiction even temporarily now from what i understand based on the event and so on this is going to be produced in relatively limited quantities starting in december so it is not strictly a concept this is a real thing that is is already in production in, in a limited fashion it's going to be limited just based on the price point alone it's it's obviously not going to be for everyone uh, the screen-to-body ratio officially 180.6%. The top and the bottom of the phone are made of aero-grade titanium. <laughs> that's apparently lighter than stainless steel. Wait, let's just go back and say 180%. 180.6%. Because sounds ridiculous. What they're doing, Will, this happened to us the other day when we were talking about um, 
battery life. I loved it. I saw people left the comment. I said, Will, you ever use 30 hours? You ever watch 30 hours of video in a day? I said that to you in one, in a recent episode. Yeah. And everyone was like, Wait a second. Yeah. Everyone was like, what did he just? Anyway, th this is kind of like that, except Xiaomi's doing it officially. They're like, look, screen to body ratios up until this point have been evaluated based on the front of the device. 100% representing the front of the device. If you have a screen that occupies the entire thing front and back, they just want to add to it. Now, effectively speaking, is this, does that really count? Because you can't really watch a video. You can't look at both sides at the same time. So, but it's still, it's a fun experiment nonetheless. Now, of course, the other benefit of having the thing wrap all the way around is now that you have a screen on the back, you don't need a front-facing camera. So notches are gone. Motors are gone. Right, you can use the back camera. Of course. You got tons of screen the there. Camera. So your main camera, your best camera becomes... Uh, your front camera and your rear camera. And speaking a little more about that camera, it's also got some absolutely bananas megapixel readout, 108 megapixels. That's 12,032 by 9,024. That's the resolution that is capable of capturing photos in. It also has a 20 megapixel ultra wide camera with 1.5 centimeter super, super macro photography capabilities. So uh, we just recently looked at a... Uh, uh, smartphone today that had macro at 2.5 centimeters. This is super macro at 1.5 centimeters built in, as well as a 12 megapixel telephoto lens with two times optical zoom and dual PD focus. So they're not, you know, you, you know, they're they're realizing, of course, that even though you've got this this crazy elaborate screen to body ratio thing going on. You're still going to have to pack some pretty extreme specs in here if you're going to sell this thing for close to 3000 bucks. So it's got the Snapdragon 855 Plus in there, 12 gigs of RAM, 512 storage. It has the 5G radios built in, over a 4,000 milliamp hour battery with 40 watt fast charging capability. So it's got to have the other stuff at the top tier spec to go with it. I mean, that animation that you're showcasing right now with the charging, how futuristic does that look, Will? Mm. What is that? I mean, what are we doing? Blade Runner? Very cool. Uh, Star Trek, Stargate, Star Wars. We've done it before. We said it before. We covered it before. Mm -hmm. That's where we keep going. And I feel like we're kind of, we're, we're spoiled in terms of what we're exposed to, where it's taking more and more to sort of jog us out of our, our current day-to-day -day with these devices where it's like, yeah, it's another slab. This is one of those rare moments in which you sort of take a step back and you're like, that is, it's like anime. It's like Ghost in the Shell. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like Japan 2049 when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, Neo Tokyo. E Neo! Akihabara. People don't think I know. People don't think I know. You see? They're in the comments. They criticize. They don't think I know. They don't think you know, Will, which I, which to me is rude. They don't think you know. It's all right if they don't think I know. That's fair. But you, guy like you, that's just rude. Yeah. Willie Buffett. <laughs> what was the other one upstairs you, you decided to go by real quick? It just happened recently. Willie Buffett. Who's going to know? Nobody knows. You have to watch the video from upstairs. I don't remember. <laughs> but he took on another name. The guy's unbelievable. He wears so many different hats. What he was the name? Do it all. You're not going to get it, man. Anyhow, more expensive than the Galaxy Fold. Possibly tougher because it is a solid slab. Though a totally different 
proposition because what's happening here is it's like all wow wow factor, but you're not getting a tablet size mm -hmm. screen real estate. Instead, you're getting this this dual functionality. I think the main thing is it's a crazy head turner. Like you pop right. that thing out at a party or a coffee shop, or if your dog goes missing and all of a sudden you track it down, and then when you get the dog back from the people who found it. Everyone's like, oh my God. From the person who found the dog, that and then you pop so that cool. phone out, and then it turns into a rom-com. <laughs> yes, exactly. You see how that works, Will? Yeah, that would make a good- uh, That's some inside baseball right there. Willie dude's in a rom-com right now, so. Mm -hmm. But we can't go beyond that. We can't go too so far So it says it goes on sale Don't change the subject, Johnny. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Okay, don't try to. I thought we were done with the. No, wrong don't song. try to quickly. Don't try to like quickly divert over here. All right, go ahead. What do you got? It says it's on sale in December. Yeah, December. I know it, it, it's not going to be absolutely mainstream just by nature of the cost. I'll be surprised to see how they can pump it out. But I do need to say right now on the air, this is my official uh, plea to Xiaomi. Let's get it going. If you even have a prototype right now, let's go. Let's do it. Uh, make a video on Unbox Therapy, hands-on, interaction. Look, I understand it's a prototype. I'm not trying to one-to-one uh, -one comparison camera. You're working on the software. I understand. I understand. Let's understand each other. You just, I stare right at you right now, Xiaomi. All right, everybody who's there, let's make it happen. Get this thing in my hands. Bring it to studio with the briefcase and the handcuffs. I don't care. We can make, we can do it, Will. Mm-hmm. Willie Doo's on the case. People from Xiaomi, if uh, if you're watching this as a viewer, I don't know, tweet this clip. Tweet this section, this time code. Tweet this to the people of Xiaomi so we can get our hands on and really interact with something that's this science fiction. It's the reason we're in the game. It's the reason we do it, Will. Oh, yeah. It's the reason we've been hanging around so long. This is it right here. This is it. That's what we did it for. All right, now, speaking of the futuristic phones of the world at the moment... The one you can buy currently, the Samsung Galaxy Fold, which we recently got our hands back on, have not slipped in the SIM card uh, for the time being, not at the moment, uh, of course, coming very soon. But uh, I, I happened upon this article about like just how fragile is this Fold? And because it's really the main concern, it's a concern a lot of people have given what happened uh, during the first re reviewer uh, period where people had it and they had issues and so forth. And so Samsung, they just, they're just like, look, we're not even going to try to pretend that this thing is a tank. We're not even going to try to pretend you, you should bring this on a, on a job site in the construction zone. And they made this video called Caring for Your Galaxy Fold. And it's this elegant little piece here. Oh, I got the, I got the volume turned up over here. Caring for Your Galaxy Fold. Now, the first couple of seconds here, it's a minute long, but the first couple of seconds are just like, look at it. The fold is spinning around in, in uh, outer space or wherever these uh, places are that they film these things where it's like light doesn't exist or it only exists where they want it to. It's like every phone has to exist in this land for some period. Anyway, they're like, look, they're like, first of all, pause it. Pause it right there, Will. Okay, so it said polymer, it said the word polymer, okay? Okay. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty here. Now we're getting into the language. Now we're finding out exactly how they want you to perceive the thing. So they use the word polymer. They don't say glass, they don't say, because they're like, look, well, first of all, nobody in the business likes the word plastic. So no one's gonna say that. Mm. Everything's polymer, you understand? Yeah. 
which I guess is some type of plastic. I don't know. The chemists are angry now, maybe. Pol Lou, polymers are a particular class of uh, plastics. You mean not normally referred to as plastic, you understand? You see, that's what happens in the comment section. Maybe you're right. Anyhow, people, they use the polymer language here to imply to you that, like, look, we're, we're, we had to use this, this other material other than glass, so they're setting you up for what they're about to tell you next because there's obviously a consequence of using this crafted polymer screen. Go ahead, hit play. All right, so that flips over. That's what sets the fold apart, actually. The polymer display is actually what allows you to fold it, which is what you want to do. Now, they lay on the screen protector in this shot. The screen protector comes... It, 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 there's no hands present. It installs itself. This is how the production line works in Samsung. It just all happens like this. Uh, the screen protector lays on top. Now, keep playing here. Which, which they didn't even want to call a screen protector. So they say no extra films needed. It, that's what comes up on the screen here. And, of course, this is because people were like, Do, can I put a screen protector on? But I remember even with the early version, they had to make it clear, like, look, don't put a... Because obviously with that polymer layer, if you try to pull the screen, your screen protector off, you might pull that whole thing off. And now with the new version, they wrapped it under the hinge. But, you know, they just want to make it clear. Look. Just, you're using it the way it is, okay? Take it easy. Okay, keep playing. And the next thing they say, this is my favorite one. Did you see that clip right there? The finger comes down, Vanna White style, ASMR style. Very gentle, the way the finger slides across the hinge. All right, that's a female hand, in case you're wondering, in case you're unfamiliar. Like that. That's a female hand right there, you understand? Just use, this is what it says on the screen, as she caresses the hinge, just use a light touch. This is them saying... Get your act together. Polymer, fragile, folding, relax. Stop hammering the thing. Yeah. This is what they're trying to get across to you in this, in this uh, Caring for Your Galaxy Fold video. Anyway, go ahead, keep playing. Next up, the Galaxy Fold is engineered with an articulated spine. So now they show it go close. It's inspired by watches. It's very special. Then they say, keep free of water and dust. <laughs> okay, so they just throw that in quickly. That's the quick piece that they throw in. Then the last one, they say we got we we have magnets in here. So also keep your metallic things away from the device, coins, keys, cards that might be metallic, and so forth. So these are the warnings that are baked into the caring for your Galaxy Fold video. And look, it's like I get the feeling if Apple did something like this, people would be like, like I remember famously with Steve Jobs when Antenna Gate was going on, and and he was like. He came out and said, you're holding the phone wrong. And people really hated that that message. Like, it sh I shouldn't be able to hold the phone wrong was the feedback on that. And I could see a similar argument being placed here that, like, should you really need a video? Should you need a description of how to use something or should you just know how to use it? Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, in retrospect, I've gotten older, Will. Time has passed. Time has not been kind to me. <laughs> you ever hear when people say that time has not been kind to him yeah it's like what like he's in rough shape now mm -hmm. so there's like a f better way of saying bro i don't mean that time has been very kind to me in fact but what i've realized is that like when you're trying to when you're trying to do anything ambitious when you're trying to do something that hasn't been done before you're, you're often at that fringe of explanation you're often at that place of like well it's a new thing so I'm going to have to explain it to you, which is unfortunate. I, I mean, it would be great if everything was perfect all the time. 
But when you're trying to be ambitious, often you bump into these things. Now, I don't know if people want to say that that the ambition level of the Galaxy Fold is similar to that original iPhone with antenna gate, but it's like you bump into these barriers when you're trying to be ambitious in general when you're making things. So you grant a little, you grant a little leeway in that department. I I'm glad the thing exists as far as this video is concerned because it's like I think what they're trying to do is put people in the mindset of like don't treat this like a regular phone. I think what they're really saying with this video is like this is a different object. Yeah. So stop. Be mindful. Be mindful. I mean, they might even say that in the thing, but it's like the the real message is this isn't another Galaxy S10. It, don't do the things with this you would do with a Galaxy S10. And if you demand to treat your phone like a Galaxy S10, then get a Galaxy S10. And Samsung is just telling you that in advance so you're not upset. Mm -hmm. And they're also kind of admitting that the thing has some drawbacks that like maybe you're you're super into the into the folding display and so forth, but don't think for a second it's not precious. And Samsung themselves, they want to be the ones to tell you that it's precious. And I have to, you know, from my own perspective, from the moment I touched the thing, I was like, this is precious, which is part of the reason I didn't try to peel anything off or anything because I was like, oof, this feels like something different. It felt fragile to me. Not fragile in such a way that it wasn't solid or hefty or that the materials weren't, weren't nice but fragile in the sense that like I, you can feel the moving components underneath the hinge and, and all the rest of it. So they made changes obviously to this new version. Uh, they tried to plug the gaps that the dust was coming in. Obviously they tucked the polymer part of the display underneath the hinge, trying to, to alleviate some of the problems that pre-existed, but then they put out the video on top so that people are well aware. So that's what they're doing here. But in case you were, on the fence in re regarding just how fragile the device is. Now you have evidence from Samsung directly, not just me, that like this thing is fragile and needs to be treated a certain way. And if you're spending the two Gs on it, if you do go out and buy one, because of course the official North American launch is coming up very shortly, just keep that in mind. Samsung themselves is telling you to take it easy. Keep that in mind. Uh, speaking of smartphone displays, more good news for Apple regarding the iPhone 11 Pro. We have a report here on 9to5Mac. iPhone 11 Pro Super Retina XDR display rated best smartphone screen with highest ever A-plus rating from DisplayMate. This kind of reminds me of the DxO thing. All these uh, various companies that aim to evaluate the performance of various components. They like the display. Uh obviously, based on this headline. How about that for the name of the display, though? iPhone 11 Pro Super Retina XDR display. Whoo! It sounds technical. Whoo! I mean, you can't. How much longer could it get me? You're in two-sentence territory in a yeah. minute. Anyhow, XDR, the same, I believe they use the same letters on that really advanced display they're launching with the Mac Pro, so they just want to, they're just going pro. They want everything to sound like it's pro, so they tested the display up to 1200 nits in fact 800 outdoors if you're in the sun and up to 1200 nits when you're viewing extreme dynamic range content so that's a lot of nits and you're a nit guy we covered this previously you're a big nit guy willie do so here's some other uh, attributes of the testing 
uh, of this display in the testing, highest absolute color accuracy, uh, shift in color accuracy with the image content. They have different categories. Full screen brightness for OLED smartphones. These are all the different areas that they test that this uh, that this device this device won out. Full screen contrast rating and ambient light, HDR peak brightness, which actually in this case has 1290 nits. Uh, highest contrast ratio, lowest screen reflectance, brightest variation with viewing angle, and visible screen resolution, uh, which, by the way, is 2.7K, 2688 by 1242, but the company here, DisplayMate, states that 4K does not appear visually sharper on a smartphone. So, I mean, you're kind of in the territory here of, like, how what resolution can can you with your eyeballs resolve distinguish yeah distinguish on a smartphone display they believe that 4k is beyond the your eyeballs capability at that range although they don't i mean a lot of people go a lot of people hold their smartphones really close to their eyeballs in which case maybe they can but nonetheless they love the display uh it, it, does it deserve the name the branding super retina xdr i I can't really say. I've obviously looked at the display. It's bright. It's certainly bright. Yeah. Uh, one of the unfortunate things is that it's it, to the average customer of these Apple products. I'm not sure that it's incredibly clear to them without looking at the two devices how different the OLED version of the phone is comparative to the mainstream one, which is of course still an LCD. Like, if you do go and hold the devices, I think most people are immediately going to see the difference. But let's say you just jump online and you're like, oh, I just want the cheap one. And and you you end up uh, possibly missing out on what is maybe the most important component of your smartphone, the thing you interact with the most, the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how it's going to break down in terms of popularity comparing the uh, the share of the iPhone 11 versus the Pro version. But here you have what DisplayMate is calling essentially the best screen on a smartphone and still a lot of new iPhone buyers are going to miss out on it because they're going to pick the cheaper model. Uh, it's too bad that Apple can't deliver that OLED across the entire product line. But mm -hmm. uh, of course, that was the case with the iPhone XR as well. And it's probably going to be the case for a little bit longer. Maybe one day it's an entire uh, OLED lineup. For now, if you want the OLED display, if you want the Super Retina XDR, you got to get the Pro or Pro Max, of course. Mm -hmm. So, anyhow. For those of you that have looked at it, for those of you that have it, I don't know how you think it compares to the previous version. We are in, we're in the slim zone right now as far as displays are concerned. Like, slim in the sense that they're all, like, a oh, lot of these good. OLED displays are really nice. Mm -hmm. Also, I realized that I don't think the DisplayMate testing takes into account the the hertz rating like refresh rate refresh rate because it doesn't yeah no it doesn't seem to indicate that which that's another thing that people really like about the oneplus devices for example the fact that they're they're 90, 90 hertz, hertz capable and so that's a screen element that i mean it's hard to quantify how important that is but it does sort of impact the way you interact with the device and how you perceive the screen capabilities so yeah. it kind of maybe I don't know maybe DisplayMate puts some sort of a score to that at some point, but for the time being, that's still kind of a fringe. That's still kind of a fringe thing. The the ninety hertz, thing. like the average customer, I don't know that they really. I say this when we shoot the videos. We shoot the videos. 
right up there. Well, yeah, well, I say this when we shoot the videos. <laughs> me, you, us guys. When us guys shoot the videos uh, on the 90 hertz phones, you can't tell in the video. You can't tell the difference. Yeah. Of course, I mean, unfortunately, it's you're incapable of seeing it. You need to try it in those cases to see uh, how much it impacts you or how much you like it or don't or otherwise. All right, so that's some good news for iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, there's also, I guess for some people, some bad news here. At least that's the way the headline makes it seem. iPhone 11 ultra-wide camera disappoints raw shooters. Uh, so this is, um, this is a, a discovery, I suppose, about the way the iPhone camera system works. There are, of course, a number of third-party uh, photo applications for iOS including a photo app named Halide, Halide, H-A-L-I-D-E, which is popular. I don't know. Did you ever use it, anyone here? No? No one's used it here. But anyhow, uh, it, it, it takes into consideration raw support because I guess, I guess it can make use of those raw files. And one of the developers went on Twitter and said it, it looks like ultra, the ultra-wide camera doesn't support raw or manual focus. And so this developer is kind of upset about it, and it uncovers this, uh, this uh, situation in which not all the cameras on the current iPhone 11 Pro operate in a similar fashion, and people are speculating why that might be the case. So the standard focal range, just what Apple calls the wide camera on the iPhone is capable of raw support. For those of you that are unfamiliar with raw, this is like, this just gives you a lot more uh, flexibility yeah. with your images after the fact, a, a lot of play after you've shot it. It's, uh, whereas the JPEG or whatever other format you're shooting in is, go is going to be compressed and so forth. You don't, you, have, you just have more information with raw to work with in the first place. Uh, so pro photographers, of course, love to shoot in RAW. The main camera on the iPhone 11 Pro supports RAW. The telephoto camera on the iPhone 11 Pro supports RAW. The wide angle, unfortunately, does not. And the same goes for manual focus. Now, the speculation as to why that might be the case, it may have something to do with Apple's built-in distortion correction. Okay, so the way that that works is if you've ever shot on an ultra-wide camera, like a digital SLR or something like the one I'm speaking into here, you can end up with something that's called the fisheye effect, which is like it makes it look like a, you're in a fishbowl or something like that. You, you can see the curvature of the, of, the, of the frame. I mean, that's an extreme. What Will's showing right now is an extreme version where lenses just embrace the fisheye and are called fisheye. But in some cases, you don't want that effect. And there are tools and software that aim to flatten the image out after the fact. Well, Apple is doing some, some advanced software here in real time on the wide-angle camera, which is uh, attempting to flatten out the, the fisheye effect as you're filming video, which I think for most people is going to be uh, what they would want to have happen. And I don't know, can, you, can anyone tell here, this is the wide. Now you get that crazy effect taking place of like uh, objects close to the lens appearing to be huge and things further away appearing to be tiny, but you don't have the fisheye effect. It's effectively uh, flattened out. And so 
The speculation from photographers is that that's the trade-off that you're making. You lose out on raw and manual focus. Manual focus, not such a big deal on a wide-angle lens, but you lose out on raw in exchange for the flattening that's taking place, the processing that's fit, taking place. So anyhow, if you were hoping to shoot wide and, and, and get the raw functionality, if you're one of these like actual pro phone photographers, which I guess is, is a thing that exists in the world, uh, that's something for you to take into consideration and to determine if that trade-off seems worthwhile. I think for most people, they're going to take the flatter image without the raw. So that's just speculation, though. Uh, Razer put out a new Blade Pro laptop. Uh, I think we're going to get it. We're going to unbox it on the channel very soon. Uh, I've looked at a lot of their products in the past, including the OLED laptop they put out. I mean, just interested in the Blade in general. As far as gaming laptops are concerned, it's kind of the thinnest and lightest. And, of course, they made the play recently into the sort of uh, workstation laptop territory with some of the studio stuff that was going on, uh, maybe targeting the MacBook Pro in appearance and, and uh, marketing. You know what I mean? Aiming at the creative clientele. Well, anyhow, they're putting out a 17-inch Blade Pro with a 4K 120 hertz display they put out a press release uh, i'm excited to check it out it packs of course an incredible spec sheet uh 4k uhd 120 hertz i7 9750h processor geforce graphics up to rtx 2080 plus one terabyte ssd i mean it's obviously a, a powerhouse laptop it's housed in a relatively slim form factor and the weight is just barely over six pounds which for a 17-inch 4K touch laptop is actually uh, fairly impressive. Sometimes these things with the gaming laptops, they get un unwieldy, you know? They can get heavy and, and start to look like transformers. I know we had a couple on the desk at a certain right. This is obviously not that. This aims to look like a typical laptop, but then housing the hardcore stuff on the inside. Some other specs on this particular device, it's going to have... A lot of connectivity, UHS-3 SD card reader, Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5, USB Type-C, Thunderbolt 3, 16 gigs DDR4 memory, blazing fast PCIe SSD, and an additional unoccupied M.2 storage bay. So you could do some kind of crazy RAID configuration if you want. If you're more interested in battery life, it's also configurable in a full HD version. So just 1920 by 1080 compared to the 4K. Of course, me, I'm mostly interested in the resolution, particularly, you know, Will, we talked in the past about uh, editing thumbnails and things like that. Mm. Like having the extra resolution can actually pay off at some extreme zoom levels oh, yeah. when you're trying to to edit an image or or do some precision work. So that can actually pay off. Uh, the pricing starts at an incredibly hefty three thousand six hundred and ninety nine plus ninety nine cents USD. So it's not going to be for everyone. It's a serious price tag for a serious laptop, I can see both the gaming crowd and the uh, workstation laptop crowd being interested in this. I'm curious to check out the keyboard, the sound, the trackpad, and of course the display as well, yeah. which are interesting to me. So it is on the way. It was just, I mean, this press release, it's, it's really hot. It's, it was Monday. So it's it's coming really quick. I'm, I'm glad to see that some brands are still interested in making... 17-inch laptops. In fact, a lot of people don't know this, but one of my favorite laptops I ever owned was actually a 17-inch MacBook Pro. Back when nobody was buying 17-inch MacBook Pros and everyone had the 15-inch, 
I wanted the 17 inch because it's, it was my main screen in most situations. And I just wanted the extra real estate. I actually ordered a custom order 17 inch MacBook Pro with a matte display, which actually didn't have the glass black, black glass bezel on it. Instead, it had to have the silver bezel in order to get the anti-glare. It was an upgraded cost, okay? Am I in the weeds right now? Absolutely! But that's the origin story. I've been in this. I told you before I've been in it. Sometimes I have to prove it to you guys. You guys worry. You wonder about me. Don't do it, because I was on this thing for a bit. So anyhow, mm. 17 maybe I just got a thing for 17-inch laptops, par particularly when they can remain relatively thin and light, and that's what they did here with, of course, an incredible array of I.O. So I'm checking it out. Keep it locked. Now let's talk about robots. Now let's talk about robots. What about robots? Yeah, you didn't expect me to go there. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a segue. Yeah, you were like, uh, okay, he's in the weeds. He's reminiscing. You were like, the man's floundering over I there. I appreciate that. You thought I was drowning over here. Mm. You thought I was done. going to rescue you. Yeah. You thought I was underwater. And then I hit you with the robots. Mm. Now, you're a big robot guy, Willie Do. You might be a robot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Pretty high chance. Uh, remember Boston Dynamics? You ever heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so. They make terrifying robots. Okay, so wait, wait one second here. Wait one second here. I got two things on Boston Dynamics, and they're separate, okay? okay. So we're going to start with Boston Dynamics number one. We have the Atlas robot, and we got a new video clip, 38 seconds long, of Atlas doing his thing. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Okay, so this, I mean, the video speaks for itself. I realize not everyone can watch this. We got Atlas doing an acrobatic routine. He, I mean, it's a gymnastics routine. It's a little, and it's so elegant. <laughs> it's so elegant. I mean, this, watch this. Kabam! What you talking about? We're talking 360s, somersaults. We're, we're tumbling. We're doing all the gymnastics stuff and looking elegant and looking slick while doing it. I mean, just so impressive. Willie Do, you're in shock. You, you're speechless right now. You can't do those moves. Oh, no, never. If we had to watch you do this, oh, all right, it would be, I mean, this would be a devastating thing to watch, mm. to have to watch you tumble like this. But for Atlas, it's just another day. It's just another day at the office in Boston Dynamics. <laughs> I like that little Yeah, the there. jump. This, first of all, the handstand into, into the roll is beautiful, and then the jump as well. But this, I mean, that right there, Great see how form. smooth that was? Oh, yeah. Then that, and then my next favorite is the same as you. Not this, not this. It's right here. Bang! When he hits the airborne splits. Yeah. When he hits the airborne splits, it's beautiful. Great. Now, you say the guy is scary. I think when he's doing gymnastics, he's kind of friendly. I mean, I don't know if it's Yeah, I, I agree. I guess it's not a he or a she. I mean, what is it? It's an it. I think when it's doing gymnastics, it's friendly, and I'll shake its hand and say, you know what? Job Bravo. Well yeah, because it's, I don't know what it is about it. There's something elegant about these movements that's just nowhere near as intimidating as the next thing that we're going to talk about. But real quick, before we get into it, this uh, this is uh, this is athleticism, as TechCrunch is calling it, and I'd have to agree. We are seeing our first glimpse into robotic athleticism. Imagine a future in which your athletes are actually robots you cheer for, doing incredible things mm. that a human could never even attempt. Like Make, uh, Cirque du Soleil. 
a bunch of these? Come on now. I would totally watch that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, I'm walking doing? away. What are you talking about, Cirque du Soleil? You know I mean? I'm saying sports. I'm saying, uh, imagine the Super Bowl, but it's robots. Yeah, I can see that too. I'm saying robotic Super Bowl, and you want to take it to Cirque du Soleil? <laughs> that's rude, in fact. No, those, those, that's impressive what they do. <laughs> yes. And that's impressive what those people do in the Cirque as well. Upside down, upside mm -hmm. all around. No disrespect. I promise you, no disrespect. I just want to see, I just want to see them bashing into each other, the robots. Well, you can see that right now. What are you talking about? Uh, Battlebots. Battlebots. I, I love that. You I build it. I love it. I love that. I want to enter one day when right. I'm retired. I right. enter Battlebots. Right. If they're still doing it. But uh, anyhow, that robot is 330 pounds, by the way, being that elegant. Okay. So there ain't no 330 pound human that's rocking those moves. So that's already impressive on its own. Uh, what does it say here? They can create new routines much faster than was possible previously. It's uh, able to complete the routine as intended around 80% of the time. So it does fail sometimes. Oh. But uh, that's a whole new genre of content, by the way. Robot fail. Yeah. It's hilarious, right? People love to laugh. Ha ha, robot. People love to laugh at it. Uh, in this case, no failing. 38 seconds of a perfect 10 performance, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, that brings me into our next robotic topic. Sticking with Boston Dynamics. The famous Boston Dynamics spot is now available for purchase. And my goodness, do I want one. Mm. You can get spot now. Spot is a real product. You can contact the sales team. We'll get in touch with these people. Already did. Yeah, we need one for the studio. Wait a second. You already did? Did you yeah. actually? Or are you joking? I yeah, I went to contact sales. Ladies and gentlemen. Did you actually do that? Yeah. While we were filming up there. Holy When you're talking about the first moly. time. Holy. This guy is just, he's taking it to another level. You know, you, when you get here, you think you know something. You think you got an idea. You get here, you, what do you, you get here on a Tuesday. You think you got an idea. You, you look across the table, you're like, okay, it's a guy, Willie do? he's a guy in the world. He's, he's moving around, he's doing his thing. He eats a bowl of cereal. He, yeah. He takes care of the dog. You think you know what's going on. He gets involved in the rom-com with the lost dog. You think you know what's going on. Yeah, okay. I don't even know how I do it. It's yeah, I don't. Okay, you just, you think you, 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 you think you see what you see. But in reality, in the background, the man is maneuvering, sending emails. He, he doesn't even know I'm going to touch this story today. And meanwhile, he's emailing. To make it happen in advance. It's unbelievable. Uh, moment of appreciation. Uh, a round of applause. It will he do? Otis, get over here. Will he do? Will he buff it? Whatever you want to call him. Anyhow, okay. No, really though. That's, that's impressive. Uh, oh, I just sent an email. No, it's impressive. It's not a big deal. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. That's uh, it's unbelievable, in fact. Uh, Spot is ready to go, mm. and Spot is, people say he's freaky, and I see where they're coming from. He kind of marches along like he's going to kill you, but 
I love Spot. I think this thing is so cool. Just that, you know, when he's about to fall and catches himself. I mean, Will's got the commercial on right now. You have definitely seen videos of earlier versions, and it's just polished now. Mm. It's time to actually put Spot to work. And speaking of science fiction, we are staring squarely into it right now with, as far as Spot is concerned. Mm. They are currently targeting a specific type of clientele. They're saying there's going to be modules you can attach to Spot. He can scan an entire room. If you have a, a leak or something, he'll scan a huge building and, and let you know if there's a problem. You can put LiDAR on top of him. He can map an area. He can go where you don't want to go. He can go into a dusty environment. They picture him in an oil field. They picture him doing all kinds of uh, tasks, carrying weight. He can do... Uh, you can control with like an Xbox style controller and then certain tasks are going to be autonomous as well. I mean, they showcase a construction looking guy. There's an attachment where you can open a door. And how about this? In the video, he opens the door and the other guy goes through. Mm. You see that? That's AI on AI action right Helping there. Helping each other out. Okay, so two payload ports, carries up to 14 kilos. You got a cinder block. Oh, man, I don't know. If you're into technology, I just feel like you got to be into this as far as I can tell. The way you get one is seems to be a bit complicated. Like you have to, you kind of lease it, it seems. I, I watched, so I watched the official video from Boston Dynamics, the one that you were just showing. I also watched the video from The Verge. A uh, reporter actually went out to their HQ and had a little time to play with it. And he references sort of how the, the, um, how it's going to work, how you're going to get one of these if you're interested. And Boston Dynamics didn't even tell him the exact price of one of these, but stated that the lease would be similar to, to leasing a car. So what does that mean? Oh, wow. I don't know, 400 bucks a month or something? Yeah. I'm guessing something like that, four or 500 bucks. I don't know, what type of car are you leasing? Anyhow, they probably assume... First of all, I don't know why they don't sell it to you. Maybe they want to maintain, like, hold on to their... They want to know how you're using it, Well, They don't That's want true, you yeah. mounting some kind of weapon on top of it. They want to, like, like no, really, though. That would be real, super bad, bad yeah. press for them. Yeah. So they can kind of keep an eye on you if it's a lease. You don't really own it. And they can bring it back at any point in time. So anyway, the Verge video gives you a little more insight into how it's going to operate, what it can do in an autonomous fashion, and then also... Uh, what you can do via controlling it if you choose to. This is one of those things where the technology may be a little bit of ahead of the application, and the application has to catch up. This happens frequently in tech when you get to these, these fringe cases, but the product is really starting to look polished, and what it's doing for me is it's allowing me to imagine the future in a much more tangible way. Can you not imagine an industrial scenario you know, you go to a job site and these things are all crawling around, carrying things, like working autonomously. Yeah. This looks, uh, I mean, not to be negative. Oh, this, uh, man. This looks really sim similar to the Black Mirror episode. Oh, you're going negative now. No, I'm just saying. But, but just, don't you think uh, the Black Mirror episode was based on the pre-existing Boston Dynamics? Because that came out after yeah, the original yeah. spot. Mm-hmm and the big dog and whatever the the early ones were called. I think they looked at that towards inspiration. I think Boston Dynamics probably wasn't too happy about it. It's so cliche at this point. It's like, oh, uh, you know, the robot overlords take over. Like, it's like everyone is on board. Top comment. 
Like, what's the top comment of this video? Let's see. Does it have USB-C? Uh, Boston Dynamics will be a trillion-dollar company by 2030. And then something that was stated by the reporter at four minutes and 17 seconds in the video, for the robot, you're just an obstacle too big to step on. And then, and that's supposed to make me feel better about them rising up and taking over the world it's every time. Right. Every time. So look, maybe one day. Well, yeah. But does that mean you can stop the whole thing in the meantime? Do you have to be careful about it? Certainly. It would be terrible for Boston Dynamics if somebody tries to weaponize one of these things, obviously. And it wouldn't. Why immediately put a flamethrower? Yeah, it wouldn't be impossible to do. It wouldn't be impossible to do. But that's like just one very specific scope. And I get it. It is the scope that you want to be worried about. But in the meantime, there's a lot of other applications. I know we all want to go Hollywood. I know it's tempting to go all the way to the end game. You know, you want you 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 can't help your brain go into the drama, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, this dude can be marching around doing stuff for you. And I don't know. Uh, I take a look. I'm looking at Otis right now. I don't know what he's doing for you. Yeah, I don't think he's pulling his weight. He's just pooping everywhere and just uh, you know. I think spots. I think spots coming to take his job. Spot could carry Otis's dog food in the house for you. He can carry Otis. Yeah, he could carry he Otis. Have to walk. Never mind. So anyway. Who knows? We're not (laughs) all the way there yet, but this thing looks more super polished from where it was. And you can get one right now. And I'm going to make my my second plea. Two pleas in one episode. You ready, Kirk? Two pleas. Why am I holding up four? I don't know. Two pleas in one episode. I was talking to Xiaomi at the beginning about the unbelievable 180% screen-to-body ratio smartphone. Now I'm talking to you, Boston Dynamics. You're not getting off, okay? This studio needs our very own spot. And we will not, I promise you, weaponize spot in any way. We will be the perfect place to showcase the friendliness. Spot is actually going to interact with our other dogs and become part of the family, in fact. And it's just, uh, it's just what you need to do as a company right now. It's exactly what you need. And I'm willing to offer that to you so get get us a spot it will be the i mean imagine that unboxing video oh oh, oh, baby like i mean we got a lot of smartphones flowing through here we don't have too many spots so that's plea number two of the episode if uh you know how to get in touch with boston dynamics let them know we need to do the unboxing video even if you if you guys had to take it back or whatever i don't know what you have to do or you need to if i have to lease lease them or whatever you have to do we need it we need it Shout out. That's what we're here for. You understand? That's what we're here for. We're mapping the world of technology one product at a time for the sake of posterity. Mm -hmm. You understand that, Willie Do? Willie Buffett, ladies and gentlemen, he sent an email before he even knew I wanted him to. All right. (laughs) Before we talked about it on the show, the email was already sent. All right. If you need any inspiration in life, I just want you to percolate on that right there.